listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. We're going to be dealing with how to build a peaceful home in 2020 and how to live in complete joy and peace in your home, not to have strife, issues, complaining, bickering, fighting, stress, which really has taken families out more than ever. Uh, Let me quickly mention this. We put up for the rest of the month of December a $10,000 challenge. We're getting ready right now. The whole studio downstairs is being remodeled for television that's why we're in this room. We're in a different room this week and for the rest of December. The studio is being uh, remodeled, new floors. We're going to be doing uh, soundproofing for the whole thing, getting it ready for television in 2020. And so we're encouraging people to sow a seed at the end of this year, believing God. And as I said, I believe by the end of this week, by the end of this uh, month, we can completely clean that out. We've already had about 2000 and something dollars come in. Uh, so literally, we're at, I think, under 8000 now left on the challenge. So I want to encourage you guys that are standing with us to sow a seed by faith. There on the um, screen, you can see the ways to do that. Hashtag donate if you're on Periscope or Facebook. Uh, you can use Cash App. MWGive is the name on there. Cash tag. Click it. Thank you. My, that's my Vanna White. Miracle. <laughs> MiracleWord.com. For anybody that's on any platform, and if you're listening on the podcast, there are there are links. There are links in the description as well, and uh, that you can use. And so, thank you. We want to say thank you. And I told Jenna this: for every person that sews a thousand dollars or more, we're going to be sending you a genuine leather New Living Translation Bible that I'm going to sign to you uh, to say a big thank you for everybody that's standing with us. Uh, at that level. So we appreciate you. And we want to say thank you for every person that's partnered with us this year. We love you guys very much. And we're praying for you and uh, believing that 2020 is going to be a year, what we've been confessing, violent increase, expedited favor in the mighty name of Jesus. (laughs) Nathan Bruce to have, to have uh, peace series one wives in submission. I agree, Nathan. Wow. Look at that. A godly woman. Um, <laughs> thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Connie's watching from South Africa. Um, let's jump in, take a minute, share the broadcast <clears throat> for the time we have remaining. Thank you. See, look at that. What a good way. What wave. a help me. <laughs> thank you. What a wonderful woman. I love this woman so much. <laughs> Did you wear this shirt because it has green and red? Yes. This is my Christmas shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is my Christmas shirt. Uh, so we're. Gonna, I look over. I'm like, what? is this what you did? Because that's green and red. It's, a, it's Italian and it's hot. It's it's seventy. It's something degrees outside. It is um. So anyway, we're gonna yes. jump into that and we're gonna pray before we do. Thank you, Britt. She is beautiful and helpful. Uh, take a minute to share this, and then we're gonna jump into this today because this is so so important. More than ever before. We're seeing divorces take place, not just in the world, but in the body of Christ. All kinds of issues, separations, fighting, stress in the home is causing that. And there's stress over all kinds of issues. Obviously, one of the number one issues people have stress over is finances. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, that we're seeing people that are battling um, suicidal thoughts and depression, anxiety attacks. 
And uh, so we want to we want to deal with that because today. Because if you step <coughs> out of the whirlwind or the situation that you in, you realize that it's really not that important to lose your peace over. I agree with you. There's and, nothing better and there's nothing more precious mm-hmm. than peace Absolutely in your home right. and around you. I agree. I mean, once you've had a taste of the goods, once you've had a yeah. taste of like real peace, you never want anything else. Absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things that I... Uh, I tweeted not long ago was the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing how much so many things don't matter. Right. So many things don't matter. And so literally people make a big deal out of things that aren't a big deal. And then they obsess about it. Then they freak out about it. And then they bicker and fight about it. And in reality, if you would check out uh, and go back and talk to a lot of these couples that are having issues, homes that are having problems, I bet you more than half of them wouldn't even be able to remember what started the fight in the first place. Yeah, it goes down so many rabbit trails by the time you yep. get to the explosion that no one knows. <laughs> it's where true, it and, the, and then you're you're just fighting for the sake of fighting. You can't even remember what the fight's about because you've made it about so many other things that it's just a waste of time. And if you'll if you'll recognize that there are so many things that aren't worth fighting about, aren't even worth having issues over pieces about. They're not they're not even worth it. You know what, what's interesting is, and one of the things that I've kind of tried to live by is, you know, that there are things that other people would get really, really bent out of shape over. You know, you, you hear something about something that may happen or something. It's like, it's not, if it, if it may happen, it's not even worth worrying about unless it actually happens. Right. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It's like, you know, what could you, you know, you know, what could be taking place in the next three months? Well, it didn't take place. Right. You know, so like, why am I going to sit around and think about well, that's it? That's the same operation that fear has yeah because then you do get into that eventually if you're so worked up about it but fear is the same thing yep it hasn't even happened you're fearful that something is going to happen absolutely like you're too much in the future Mm -hmm. when you need to just stay right right where you are and focus on what god has for you then because that's the way fear operates no question about it and, and I think that's so vital to understand. So your home needs to be a home that's filled with peace and joy in 2020. And here's why I say it. And if you have your Bible, you can open it to Isaiah 55. Uh, I'll have you read it if you would. Isaiah 55. Um, and I'm going to read verses. Well, well, we'll read verses 11 and then 12. Because 12 is the one I really want them to see. But if you're going to have what we're believing for in 2020, violent increase, expedited favor, what good is it to see increase and then be burnt out in the middle of your increase or to fall off in the middle of your increase or uh, to be without health in, your, in the middle of your increase? It, it's not worth it. You've got to have the entire package. And we know from the word of God that the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It is actual strength to our lives, Nehemiah 8.10. So if the joy is absent and you've got anxiety, if you've got depression, if you've got fear in your home, fighting, bickering, tension, then you're actually robbing yourself of joy. And you're not just robbing yourself of joy, but you're robbing yourself of rest. Right. And rest comes through peace. Yeah. It is a peace that allows us to enter into rest. And so if you go through your 2020 without this in your home, you're robbing your family of joy, which is strength, 
and peace, which is rest. And so what ends up happening is people just want to get out of the house because inside the house is just, I feel that tension. Mm -hmm. Have you guys that are watching ever been over to someone's house to eat dinner? And it's like, you just knew that their house was like full of fighting. You know, you can tell it at the table. You can feel the tension between the family. You can feel like people, the angry glances at people. And you just know, like, if you weren't there, you know, World War III would be going on. And you like, don't ever want, no, you don't even want to go back. You never want to go back to that house. It's like, I hate the feeling of stress. I hate the feeling of bickering, complaining and all that. So get the turmoil out, get the stress out because you need the strength, which is joy. And you need the rest, which is peace. And I'm going to have Carolyn read Isaiah 55, 11 and 12, because you're going to see even from this scripture, why those two elements are so vital and why they've got to be in your house in 2020. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. That's it. You will live in joy and peace. I want you to write that by faith in the comments. I will live by joy and peace. And I want to show this to you in the uh, English Standard Version as well. And that was the uh, New Living Translation you just heard. I want you to see this. Uh, Isaiah 55 and verse 12. Listen to this. The Bible says, it doesn't just say you'll live in joy and peace, but listen to the ESV. The Bible says you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. You shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. So two things I want you to see about joy and peace. Number one, joy is an element that pushes you forward. It is an element that propels you into your purpose and into what God's called you to do. Joy is. It pushes you. Notice what the or Isaiah said here in the scripture, inspired by the Holy Ghost, you shall go out in joy. So joy is pushing you out into what you're called to do. But then look at this, and then you'll be led forth in peace. So joy pushes you, but peace pulls you. Yeah. Joy pushes you, but peace pulls you. Why is that important? Because think of it this way. If you're on a journey, then you'll have choices throughout your life about direction to take. So when you understand that joy is the fuel that pushes your vehicle forward, but then you get to a place where uh, you understand it's time to make a decision, time to make a choice. Well, I could go that way or I could go this way or I could go this way. So what do you do? You search for the peace in the direction you're going. That's how we always make decisions by the Holy Spirit is that we look at the options and in prayer and in fasting many times, we'll say, which area do we feel peace? Which area? Because the Holy Ghost doesn't lead you into turmoil. He leads you into peace. He leads you and guides you into all truth. He's the one who brings peace. So if I'm looking at options that I have with my family, with my wife, what are we going to do next? We prayerfully consider the options and then we see where the peace is. Okay, I could do that, but do I feel peace about doing that in my spirit, man? No, I don't. So I'm not going to go that direction. Why? Because the Bible says that I am led forth by peace. I am led forth by peace. 
And so I'm going to prayerfully consider that option. Do I feel the peace of the Spirit on it? No, I don't. I don't. Even, let me give you an example because many people have never done this, but it's like when we felt the call to move to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had never considered moving to Florida in my entire life. She personally had said, because she came from here, I'm not going back to Florida. So when the Lord spoke to us to do it, it had to change. It literally had to change both of our hearts because I never cared for Florida my entire life. So literally the word of God had to change both of our hearts. Now that could look to some people like that's a massive move. That's a, a massive change. You got three kids, you got a house in Virginia, you're doing, you're set up there, you're doing what you're doing, but you're going to get rid of all that move, pack it all up and go from Virginia all the way to South Florida uh, for no other reason that you felt a leading to do it. There's no job opening. There's no, you know, there's no family. reason, no family, but we prayed when we heard the word. And although it was never a desire of mine, and it was something that she said she didn't desire anymore, notice that the Bible says God gives you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And and the thing is you make that decision based on peace that Mm -hmm. he was just speaking about. And then you have to realize when you get that decision and, and you base it and you get that foundation of peace... Don't let the enemy steal it later because sometimes the decision you make at that moment doesn't happen in that moment. Mm -hmm. We didn't say, uh, okay, Lord, we're going to move and then we're out the next day. There was a time period to get ready, to pack the house, to find a location in Florida. All these chances for our peace to get uprooted and let the enemy... Decide, did you really did you really make the right decision? Right. Are you really Did you, you hear from me? God? Did, yeah, because you'll have natural voices that won't always agree with your decision and it doesn't mean that they're bad people. It, it could be your family that doesn't understand, but they didn't and get And they the, could genuinely care for you and think right. that oh man. So they, what I'm saying is when you get someone who's against your decision, it doesn't mean they're out to get you. Right. It's just they're in the natural and they are Asking you natural questions like, are you sure? Did mm-hmm. you make the right decision? So you have to take that foundation of peace that he's he's speaking on and carry it with you and make sure your your feet are are rooted in that peaceful foundation That's of true. the decision that you made. That's because it. not every decision you say yes to happens the next day or later hours in that same moment mm-hmm. that you make it. Yeah. So you have to take that and 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 hang on to it. Yeah. And you've dealt with this in your podcast. Because peace is a choice. Yeah. The fact of, uh, you know, we read the scripture, God will give you the desires of your heart. And we read it as that whatever I desire, he'll give me. Yes. And those desires that he's given you are desires that he has placed. Right. You know, it it, it says in, in, Jer- in Jeremiah that he has a plan for you, right. plan for you to prosper. Uh, for not for harm, for you to to, to do well in life. Mm-hmm. And so he has that plan and he wants to give you that plan by yeah. placing those desires in your heart. That's so it. the desires that you have that maybe you haven't seen yet that will come to pass are desires that he's put in there. And then what we do is we take the leading of the Holy Spirit to walk out mm-hmm. the desires, to walk out that plan. Yeah, I think that people miss, you know, many times we read that and we think, that like, I'm just going to get a bunch of desires in my heart and then God's going to give me what I want. When you should really read it as he gives you the desires. Yeah. Not that he gives you what you desire. 
although he will bless you, right. but he gives you those desires. So what is whatever is lining up with his purpose for your life, he'll put those desires in your heart if you're following after him, for if you you're seeking out. after him. You know, it's like it's like he said to the prophet Jeremiah, God did. He said, "It when you search after me with your whole heart, then you'll find me. And so it's really us learning how to attune our hearts to God's desire for our lives, God's plan. And I would say one of the largest issues that causes tension and stress in a home amongst a family is that they're not truly pursuing God's desire for their life. They're not pursuing God's desire for their life. And I'm not just talking about a calling or a purpose. I mean, even, you know, when you allow disobedience to God's word to touch any area of your life, it brings turmoil. I'm going to say it again because many people never, never think like this, but anytime you're not in an obedient position to the things that God commanded you to do in his word, it allows turmoil to come into your life. You know, anytime I choose to disobey the word of God, I'm putting myself in a place of decrease. I'm putting myself in a place of problems, of turmoil. Because notice this, Isaiah 48, 17, God tells us why he leads us. He tells us the effects of what happens when he leads us. Isaiah 48, 17 says this, I am the Lord your God that teaches you to profit. So stop there and think about that. He is teaching you to profit. And then he says, and leads you in the way that you should go. And he leads you. So as he's leading your family in the way that you should go, the result of his leading is that he's teaching you to profit. He's teaching you to increase. He's teaching you to walk in his blessing. That's why Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, while physical training shows some value, godliness is profitable in not, not only in this life, but in the life to come. It's profitable unto all things, Paul said. So godliness will show profit in every area of your life. And that's God's desire, is that you increase in every area of life, that you profit. But you can't profit, notice this, without following his leading. Matt's, Matt's asking a question, what if you truly feel something in your heart, but your wife disagrees? Has that ever happened with you? When you're in a marriage relationship, here's an important thing to remember. A husband has a very, very sobering and serious responsibility. So keep this in mind, Matt. A husband in a, in a Christian marriage, a husband has a very sobering and serious responsibility. And that responsibility is to be on top of his game in leading his family into the things of God. On top of his game. The responsibility falls upon the shoulders of the husband in a marriage relationship because God has made him to be the head of his home. And so it doesn't mean husbands can't miss it and make the wrong decision. It happens all the time. But we should strive as husbands to be prayerful, to be led by the Spirit, and to lead our families in the right direction. Wives are commanded to submit themselves under their husbands 
But husbands are commanded to love their wives as Christ loved the church, which is a selfless love giving himself for the church, which means you and I are supposed to give ourselves for our wives and for our children, doing everything in their best interest. It's easy to submit to that kind of love. And so if you're asking me about what is really the hierarchy of authority in a home, I have no question that the Bible teaches that the husband, and you believe the same, is the head of the home, correct? Correct. Yeah, I'm just making sure I'm not. I concur. Yes. And, and, and so that's why I say it's a sobering job. It, that's why I say it's a great responsibility because the wife and the children are commanded in Scripture to follow the leading of the husband. And so, yes, I would say in the hierarchy of authority, if there's something that we're doing as a family that I, I feel in my spirit should be done, my wife is going to submit to what I feel in my spirit. She may not at this moment feel it. That that would rarely happen. We're very, I can tell you that over the last 15, 16 years, we've been very in tune in the spirit realm uh, to where we, and, and I'm sure it has to do with prayer and, and just unity in the home, but I don't know if there's ever been a time truly where I felt to do something, you know, in our life, in our whatever, that she, after prayer, did not feel to do the exact same thing. And I use that analogy of us being told by the Spirit of the Lord to move to Florida. Because I wasn't Florida. No, she wasn't. And neither was I. (laughs) Because... Yeah, but I mean, when you told me that we needed to move, I was like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're not on the same page. I, I legit had to seek out and hear the voice of the Lord tell me. So notice this, what a, what a godly wife did. A godly wife said, okay, I hear what you're saying that's from the Lord. I'm not feeling it. So what did she do? Instead of fighting, getting angry, deciding, we're not doing that. And if you decide to do it, you can go by yourself because me and the kids aren't coming. Instead of doing that, what some people would do, she started to pray. She started to fast to seek the face of God because we I didn't tell her we were doing it because I wanted to do it. I called her up in the middle of the night while I was driving and told her what the Holy Spirit told me to do. I had no plans to move to Florida. So what did I do? I said, this is what I feel the Spirit saying to us. And then what did she do that a godly wife should do? She prayed and heard the word of the Lord for herself. Notice this. I'm not the only one that can hear the Holy Spirit in this marriage. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. She can be led by the Spirit and is led by the Spirit. So understand this. If the Holy Spirit's telling me to do something, he's also telling her to do it because we are one. But sometimes someone has to play catch up. So that's why it's important to not let our first initial reaction, our first thoughts flow out of our mouth Mm -hmm. when we hear something that makes us do a complete switch. Right. Because there are times. That's why I encourage people all the time to be led by the Holy Spirit and be okay. Have a plan in life. Have 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 a schedule, quote unquote, but but realize that that can all be tossed out the window and yes. be okay with it. That's right. Because you'll never grow. You'll never go to new levels. You'll mm-hmm. never uh, increase in any area of the word of God in faith or anything mm-hmm. if you're so dead set on having this schedule. I'm doing this in my life with this many years. I'm doing nothing's wrong with having goals. I'm not saying any of that, but you have to have the mindset as if the Lord says Mm -hmm. you're going to go right immediately, 
You need to say, all Try right, it. I'm dropping everything that That's I right. had and I'm going right. Absolutely. If he says, do a 180, I'm spinning around and doing a 180. Yeah. You have to be okay with changing the plans of God, uh, changing your plans with the plans of God. Yes. In all reality, he sees the end. Yeah. He's giving you the desire, like we said. Absolutely. He has the righteous, the steps of a righteous man are ordered. Mm-hmm. You, you, you actually want to do those steps. Yes. You want to take the steps. You don't want to get out of the footprints That's of, right. of the direction that you want to do and not God's direction. Mm-hmm. So it benefits you. So if, you, you said something to your wife, Matt, and she's having a hard time with it. Encourage her mm-hmm. to pray. Encourage her. Say, listen, uh, it's not me. It's God that's given me this direction. And, and as the man of this house, I want you to, to seek after God. Listen to what the Holy Spirit. Go in prayer on this and, and get in unity on it. And let me say this too, though. There might be times, Matt, where um, you know your wife hears from the Lord and you haven't heard it yet. You know, it can be the opposite too. There's times where Carolyn's approached me and said, I feel like we're supposed to do this. And then I had to pray and get the peace on it. I was like, you know what? You're right. We are supposed to do that. And there's been plenty of times where she, she'll felt even down to something about, you know, she may come with a, 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 a word in her spirit about even sowing a seed. She may come to me and say, I really feel we're supposed to sow this seed. Well, I wasn't thinking about that. And it wasn't something that popped up in my spirit, but it popped up in hers well, I know, here's how I judge things that are as simple as that. The devil never wants us to sow seed and your flesh never wants to release a uh, serious seed to, to the Lord. So, you know, it's the spirit that's leading you. And so the question you have to ask yourself is, are you going to jump on board and you're going to be part of what God wants you to do? Or you make, no, we're not going to give like that. Am I going to cut? Am I liver? My wife's such a great giver. Am I going to cut off giving in our home? Cause it was like hit my faith in a big way. I mean, what a foolish thing for me as a husband to do. I'm happy to have a wife that's a giver and not stingy. And then every time I feel to give a large offering, she's like, well, I don't know. You know, there's bills and there's college funds. Like, you know, like some people do. I'm thankful to have a wife that's a giver. So when she comes to me and says, hey, I feel like we're supposed to sow this kind of a seed. What am I going to do? Well, no, we're not going to do that. We're not releasing that seed. You know, what am I going to do? Cut off giving in my house as the head of the home? No. So sometimes our wives, they'll hear something from the Holy Ghost and sometimes men have to catch up, you know, and I understand that, as I said, scripturally, the ultimate decision is at the head of the home, but many times we need to catch our, catch ourselves, don't allow ourselves to be in a, uh, a place where we're cutting off the move of the spirit because we don't agree with what the Holy Spirit told our, our wife or what she felt to do. Get prayerful because the whole, it's not a different Holy Spirit that's going to speak to you than spoke to her. It's the same Holy Spirit who has a plan. The two of you are one. And keeping that in mind in your home in 2020 is massive for everybody that's watching is that you've got to realize that two have become one and that you've got to have a unity in your home. One of the best ways to understand that, uh, as, as I said a moment ago, is to understand that hierarchy that Paul delivered to the church, that husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Husbands that are watching, Make 2020 a year that more than ever before, you love your wife in a selfless way, that you get everything out of the way of your own personality, pride, stubbornness. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that are just straight up stubborn. And there's issues in your own home because you're stubborn. You won't do things because you're stubborn. 
And you need to just learn how to let that pride, because stubbornness really is, is a form of pride. Well, I'm not doing that. We've always done it this way, and this is who I am. Get that out. Do the best thing for your family that the Holy Spirit's leading you to do, and get pride out of the way, and learn to love your wife as Christ loved the church, selflessly, thing that's best in her interest. Wives, get pride out, and learn to submit yourself to your husband as though he were Christ, who's the head of the church. That's what Paul's teaching. Christ is the head of the church, husband's the head of the home, and we should react that way. And remember this, hey, there's Ted and Ashley, love you guys. Remember this, because this is a very important point that we've taught about many times, I'll let her talk about it, um, is that if you don't have the right order in your home, there will be stress in your marriage and stress in your family. Obviously, your personal relationship with Christ is number one. That's above and beyond anything else. Before my relationship with my wife is my relationship with Christ. No matter what, that is number one in my life. Number two in my life is my relationship with my wife. That is number two. It's above my ministry. It's above my children. Remember this. It's above my children. My wife is number two priority in my life. Number three is my children. My children come before my ministry. What does what good does it do to travel the world and see souls won all over the place yeah. and then lose the souls of my own children? That they go to hell, oh, but I've gotten thousands won for the Lord. What good does that do? In fact, the Bible teaches one of the qualifications of a minister, not even a pastor, just a bishop or an elder or a deacon in the church, one of the prerequisites that was listed is that they must rule their own house well and have children that respect them and treat them with respect. And so <laughs> that was a prerequisite for a reason because uh, as the scripture teaches, how are you going to rule in God's house if you can't even rule your own house? And I see it all the time. I mean, it, it freaks us out when people people's children disrespect them. She was, you know, if I ever see it, she saw it the other day, was it yesterday? Tell them what you saw. It like freaks yeah. me out. Man. I was in Old Navy and this girl, you know, she looked probably Brooklyn's age or whatever, six, you know, in her tutu skirt and perfectly tightened ponytail with her matching headband. And her mom was trying to do a return or buy something. And then she just started yelling, I want it. I don't know if her mom was returning something that she wanted. And so her mom was not obnoxious. She leaned over and, you know, politely like, quietly said to her, you know, to be quiet, this and that. She hauled back and <laughs> hit her mom in the face. Blasted her mom. And then kept like hitting her her mom's like back, like the top of her butt while her mom was trying to deal with the cash register. Just kept saying, I want it. And like I can't even identify with that on any level. I literally was like, oh, look at these lip glosses. Aren't, isn't this lotion nice? She had to like nice? change the subject for her I own was heart. Like, and I was like, <laughs> I'll spank your kid for I'm you. I'm going to rip her out of this store. <laughs> I had to like look at like M&Ms or something and calm myself down because I was like, <sighs> like a breathing, like, you know, Let like your kid I'm come live with me for a have, week. Uh, you know, and it's not that we're like crazy parents no. where we're beating our kids. But I am not going to lose my authority over my children that God placed in my hand. Yeah. Because if they don't listen to me, 
They're never going to listen to anyone else that's, that's right. a person. And then they're never going to listen to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> never. Look at AJ. You got My a... mother would have held a funeral service in the Old Navy for me that day. <laughs> I, I remember one time crossing the street about Brooklyn's age, holding my mom's hand. And, and some old person honked at us like to hurry up as my mom's holding my hand. And I went to them. Just stuck my tongue out. It, I didn't even make it to the car. My mom wore me out before she put me in the car. And I remember it to this day. I'm better for it, Mom. Yep. <laughs> you don't see me acting a fool now, getting mad at people, yelling at people in, in department stores for everything. Oh, my goodness. I actually go out of my way. You know, these people, this is the thing. You know, especially during this season, you go... And yes, there are going to be cashiers and stuff that are already on the de defensive. So they're already nasty with you at first. Switch it around on them. Don't be nasty back. Create peace yep. in that atmosphere. Give them a compliment. I That's do right. that. I'll be like, your nails look so pretty or something. And let me tell you, it's almost like you can see that guard like drop down yeah, on yeah. them because you just set the tone That's for right. where you are. The same for your home. That's right. Great you point. You set the tone. Set your own for tone. For your home. For the peace. Not everything has to be perfect. Listen, I wish my house looked like the restoration hardware mansion where you come in and everything is perfectly placed or, you know, Joanna Gaines. I mean, the farmhouse look is not my thing, but everything just always looks so clean and so pretty and, and light colors and white and gray. But... It's not. I've got shoes at the bottom of my stairs that my kids walk by every day that they're supposed to take upstairs. Shoes by the front door. I've got toys all over the couch. I've got blankets. You know, everyone just drops what they do. And it doesn't matter how many threats or how many times I teach them to be clean. This guy, too. Um, no. Then, <laughs> then, you know, but... There's peace in my home yeah. and I can relax and that kind of stuff at the end of the day, figure out what's important. Right. Thank the Lord I have a home Amen. that I, that is paid for, that is a roof over my head, that I get to live in with my children. My children are healthy. They don't have any diseases. They don't have any colds. They're not missing any limbs. They're not in any wheelchairs. Thank the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. Don't be upset that there's dirty dishes in, in the sink right. or, you know, you didn't get a chance to vacuum your carpet today. Thank the Lord for what's around you, for the kids that are screaming and running circles. Yeah. Pinpoint what, and praise the Lord for that. Yeah. You know, the Lord's looking at <laughs> us and he's saying, I've given you all of this stuff. Right. I've answered your prayers. You've asked for children. You've asked for a home. You've asked for a good job. Absolutely. But you're picking out everything that's complaining. They're yelling too much. They're messy. They're this. The house doesn't look the way I want it. I don't have what I want. And you're, you're missing right. everything God's given to you. And you're getting out of that peace mm -hmm. because you're looking at this little bit of of chaos right. you know everyone has that with kids you know i have i have a a boy who literally i don't know he thinks he's hawk one minute he <laughs> thinks he's darth vader or luke skywalker the next so he's whipping around lightsabers and fists every five seconds so ever since i had a boy things are broken in my house daily and i've learned to just be happy with teddy and realize that he's gonna grow out of this He's not really going to turn into Darth they'll, Vader they'll come a day, or the Hulk. Should the Lord right, Terry. Right, Dad? Right? There'll come a day one day. <laughs> should the Lord Terry. 
that you'll look around and say, I wish little Teddy was swinging around lightsabers. I wish he was running around making Hulk noises. Yes. So you have to set the tone for where you are. You can have peace everywhere, walking down the street, in the car, with your kids, at home, at the grocery store. You be the bearer of yeah. peace. And talk about this God too. God said, I gave you that gift. Talk I about the importance the of, of making sure that your priorities of relationship are properly set so that the stress is not there. You know, many many times what happens, it's, it's almost never uh, stress between the kids and parents that destroys the home. It's normally, most of the time, stress between the husband and the wife. You know, and I understand there are some homes that are separated and so there's single p- uh, people watching, single mothers, single fathers watching. I understand that too. I'm talking about a marriage relationship. We've seen multiple times how the kids get prioritized over the spouse and it causes serious stress and turmoil in a home. And the reason for that is because, and remember this too, that there will come a day your kids will move out of the house. There will come a day that your kids go live their own lives and get married. You don't want that day to come 18 years, 20 years later, and for 20 years you've put your kids over your spouse, and now that they're gone, you don't even really have a real uh, relationship with the spouse anymore. That you're literally, you've got a roommate now versus a husband or wife. Yeah, you, you, you will, it's like you've shifted the balance that God's created for what a home is supposed to look like. And so if you are giving your children attention or I I know lots of marriages personally from people that have failed are, you know, are not working out very well right now because as soon as a child came, then that was it. The husband was kicked to the curb. All of that kicks peace right out of the home. When you upset, uproot the, the, the way that God, the cycle that God created it to be, mm-hmm. anytime you uproot something, you're going to cause chaos in that situation. So when you uproot the way it's supposed to be, putting God first, starting your day, you know, if you have to wake up earlier to start your day and set that tone for your home, do it. Get up. Don't, you know, don't start the day screaming at everybody, rushing around. Yeah. If you know that's how mornings can be, Fix it. Yep. We hold the power. I don't think a lot of people understand how much power we hold. Mm-hmm. With you know, they'll be like, "Well, my kids wouldn't get up in the morning. They went to bed late. They're crabby." It's always pushing everything off on on everything else when saying, "Well, you know what? Let me get up a little bit earlier. Let me create this peace in my home. Let me pray. Let me start in the Word. Then I'll get my children up." So if they have a little bit of a crab, yeah. and they're kids. We all sometimes, even ourselves, wake up crabby. Sure. It, they wake up a certain way. You're prepared. Mm-hmm. You have a reaction that's going to diffuse the situation. That's exactly so right. So as soon as they have a reaction on something, you're calm about it. We're, we're This is not how we're going to start our day. That's right. We're not, and if you know your mornings are hectic, you know, just change. Look at what you can change mm-hmm. to create peace in your home. I agree. And like we went said, putting your husband above your kids. Our kids know it. They mm-hmm. just, we even have said it. We're like, it's time to go to bed. Mom and dad need time. And it is what it is. We love you. Yeah. You are blessed beyond measure. Mm-hmm. You know, and they try to ask for a bazillion kisses and try to keep you in with questions. Lay with me a little longer. And lay with me a little longer. <laughs> but you got to nope. tell them peace. Um, look at that. Peace. New- <laughs> peace. Peace. Uh, 
That's so true. Denise said, that's so true. I miss Joel destroying my home. Oh. See, now Joel's moved, Joel's moved out. He's married. I but, uh, hope one day I can say that. Oh, you'll say it. Absolutely. I love what Denise said because we've done the same. I've always declared that our home is a haven for our family and visitors. And one of the things we've seen happen, as Denise is saying, <clears throat> is that our home, it's been told to us this past week, our home is, as she's saying, that's a great word, a haven. This is our own atmosphere of peace and joy. And I can't tell you how many times I mean, we've anointed our house. We've anointed it with oil. We, we, all of our houses. I mean, any, anywhere we've lived, we've declared that it's God's home, yeah. that it belongs to him, <clears throat> that he, he owns it, that we're just stewards of what is his because we're in covenant with him. And so because of that, his spirit will be prioritized in our home. I can't tell you how many times it's been said to us when people come up, man, your house is so peaceful. Your house, there's so much joy in your house, man. I feel so much love in your house. Just said to us again recently. People have said it to us oh. just this last couple of weeks. Well, we've had a lot of workers and different people coming over to get yeah. some of the studio done, and and um, just people we know that uh, we know just like have just met, no, yeah. not like know us, and they come in and they're just like, "Your home is so peaceful. Your kids are full of joy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're not they're normal kids, so yeah. they run around and they have their their sibling deals, but still, like they can feel." It's tangible when you can feel something. You can feel it. It's a tangible presence of peace and joy. And you know and it's true when people home. who aren't even serving the Lord say it. Yeah. That's when you know something serious. It's like I, I, I quote that Psalm one twenty six verse two all the time. It'll be said among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. When you have uh, secular workers, guys that are out drinking, and you know who knows what they're doing with their life, when they come into your house and they tell you like, man, I like coming to your house. Your house is very peaceful. Your house is like, yeah, there's so much love in your house. You know, when, when, when someone that's not even serving the Lord can yeah. feel that when they walk into your home, that's a tangible presence of God. That's a tangible anointing that rests in your home. And you can have that in 2020. We've had people coming to our house before that crying needed, they wanted to counsel with us, came in weeping, stressed out, you know, ready to give up and sat down on our couch and literally within 15 to 20 minutes, we're out cold asleep and resting peacefully on our couch. Why? Because of the fact we cultivate the presence of God in our home. We don't allow nonsense in the house. We don't allow nasty things in the house. You know, we don't, you know, we don't put nasty things on television. We don't allow nasty music to be played. We don't allow nasty language to fly through the air. We don't, we don't allow it. We, we cultivate. You have to learn to cultivate the atmosphere of your home. You have to cultivate. You have to become the curator of your own peace. And it doesn't even mean you you aren't around people who are unsaved. No. It's even saved people. There's people I've been around who are so like worked up. They live off drama. And so like high strung that it, it, I, we live in such, like he said, we have cultivated such an atmosphere. It's so tangible that anyone who <laughs> is high strung nowadays, like it, it gets me going. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. like, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Because it's not peaceful. Yeah. We're so calm and just, you know, with anything that arises, you don't want anything that pops up 
to lose your momentum of what God has called you to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like just in the ministry. I I think when people always hear like what God's called me to do, it's like a ministry term. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But it's anything. Being a mom. You don't want, you don't want anything to pop up to lose your momentum at doing what you're doing as a mom, at your job, at being a good wife, at anything. Yeah. Anything that you're doing has is what God has called you to do as long as you're doing the desires that he's put in your heart. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't matter. You don't want anything to pop up. Like the Bible says, those little foxes will try to spoil things. But you have to just say, oh, well, it's something that can be fixed. <laughs> oh, well, it's just it's just an item. Oh, well, that's one of the things. You know, Bishop Rick used to teach that when we were, were younger, when I used to go to Abundant Life. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd always say... It's just, it's just an object. Don't get worked up about it. If something was to break or something to get ruined, it's oh well. Mm-hmm. God's got bigger. He's got better for you. He's going to take care of you. You can't be in right standing with God and not have better for you and not have favor for you. I think my mom is the queen of that. She's like mastered oh, yeah. that piece. I'll just be like, oh well. Yeah. You know. Oh, nothing moves her. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's nothing's going to get my mom. My mom, let me just tell you something. She's not real. My mom is so (laughs) peaceful. Let me me tell you something about my mom. My mom has literally walks in so much peace that she went to the doctor one time just for a normal checkup. And when they checked her heart rate, they told her they thought something was wrong with her because she had such a low resting heart rate that they thought she had a problem. It's like, her heart, her blood pressure's not going up. Her heart's not, her heartbeat's not free. No, she's so calm and peaceful. She's the queen. Oh, oh well, you know. She's yeah, taught nothing, me a lot nothing's gonna move it. over the years and a lot. You know, and I have a, I have a wonderful mom. I have a wonderful mom and dad that I'm very close to. Mm-hmm. But you can always learn from people. And my mother-in-law has taught me to just, the phrase, oh, well. Oh, well, yeah. And I, and I use that a peace. lot. you know total peace you know and you have to have that you are led forth by peace so cultivate and i want you to put this in the comments those of you that are watching we're going to pray for you in a moment is this i will curate my own joy and peace i will curate my own i'll be the curator of my own peace i'll be the curator of my own joy i see here's the powerful thing when you recognize that you are in control of your joy and peace People are not in control of yours. People aren't in control of your home atmosphere, your personal atmosphere. They're not. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the spirit of peace. You're filled with the, you're filled with the spirit of joy. And the Bible says that even Jesus received that from God. And it's repeated three times in Scripture. And I'll quote it from Hebrews. The Bible says, speaking of Christ, because you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your brethren. So there is an anointing of joy, the oil of gladness. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are filled with the oil of joy. Nobody can take my joy because they can't take the Holy Ghost out of me. See, people need to check that. Joy is not a feeling. Joy is a choice to enter into the spirit of God. You see that? I love, there's there's my friend, Pastor Pete Padilla. I love you, man. 
uh, you can't take the Holy Ghost out of me. Right. And because you can't take the Holy Ghost out of me, you can't take joy out of me. Because you can't remove the Holy Ghost from me, you can't remove peace from me. Because he is my peace. He is my joy. And that's an anointing. That's an anointing of peace and joy. And so because he can't be taken from me, because the devil has no access to my covenant. The devil has no access to my covenant. And because he doesn't, he cannot take the Holy Ghost from me. The Holy Ghost will never leave me. Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. The Holy Ghost is not going to leave you. And I love how Jesus said it when he was going to ascend back into heaven. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but I'm going to send you another comforter. And when he comes, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And so Jesus said, I'm not, there's no way I'm leaving you alone. I'm sending you the whole Holy Spirit who will abide with you forever. Who will abide with you forever. So you can't take the Holy Ghost from me and the Holy Ghost is not going to leave me. And people can't affect the Holy Ghost in me. So if that's the case, you can't take my joy and you can't take my peace. I'm a curator of my own peace and my own joy. And it actually is, it is actually uh, activated by me engaging with my Holy Spirit relationship. As I engage with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, I'm engaging with joy and with peace. The more that I spend time with the Holy Spirit, the more I spend time in joy. Why? Because the Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. The more I engage with the Holy Ghost, the more joy hits my life. The more I engage with the Holy Ghost, the more peace. Can I tell you, if I've ever even gone to bed, and this has happened to me before, where I've, I've gone to, to bed and the enemy's tried to keep me awake with thoughts that have made me you know, anxious or, or worried about stuff. If you even just pray in the Holy Ghost, just pray in tongues, just that spirit of, uh, of peace that we're talking about will overtake your mind and overtake your body just by praying in the Holy Ghost. Because what are you doing? Stirring up the gift that's on the inside of you. And as you're entering into his presence, in his presence is overwhelming joy and overwhelming peace. You understand? So you, as you pray in the Holy Ghost, you activate that presence. You are jumping into joy. You are pushing into peace. And that's what people need to understand. I can actually be the catalyst to my own joy and my own peace by engaging with the presence of the Lord. Don't make the mistake. <laughs> Abby, Carolyn, your makeup looks good, but Jesus is our focus here. <laughs> Don't make the mistake. And let me say this before Carolyn and I pray for you. I wanted to read three verses okay. before you go. Don't make <laughs> the mistake <laughs> of... Did I steal your thoughts? Yes. No, you stopped no, no, about no, no. my makeup. No, don't, here's what I was going to say. <laughs> don't make the mistake of limiting your engagement with the Holy Spirit to Sunday. Yeah. Don't make the mistake of, well, we went to church for the week. Don't make the mistake of thinking that's the only time you're going to enter into the presence of God. This has to be a daily connection that you have with the Holy Ghost. If you limit you know, imagine if you if you only limited eating to one day a week, your body would feel the effects of that immediately. If you only ate on Sundays, you know, Monday through Saturday, we don't eat around here. You'd be emaciated. 
and people's spirits are emaciated because they only feed them once a week. So I, I tweeted this not long ago, and it really struck a chord with a lot of people on Twitter. Um, it was an F.F. Bosworth quote that said, most Christians feed their bodies three hot meals a day and their spirit one cold snack a week and wonder, and wonder why they're so weak in faith. You've got to let it be a daily engagement with the Holy Ghost so that you can have a daily joy, a daily peace, a daily purpose that you're fulfilling for the Lord. And then your home becomes what you make it to be. And you're the curator of your own joy and peace. So before we go today, there was three verses that really stuck out to me when I was reading um, yesterday when we tried to speak on peace. And the first one is James 3, 18. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Amen. And we know that righteousness is right standing with God. We want to be in that favor. Mm -hmm. We want God to look at us. And and the way we live our lives is a big red flag to him that he can use us, that we can do great things for him. That's right. And that we can have the favor of God on our lives. Amen. The second one was we all know the Beatitudes. You know, we I learned that a lot as a kid. And I think sometimes things like that that we learn as kids, we kind of brush over again later in life because it's like, well, I know them. It's the Beatitudes. But if you really, truly go through and read these things again that we learned as kids, it's so powerful. And it says in uh, Matthew 5, 9, God blesses those who work for peace. Amen. For they will be called the children of God. That's it. What does it mean to be called a, a child of God? We get so many benefits mm. when we are called uh, children of his, mm-hmm. when he's our heavenly father. You know, it, when I read this, it immediately makes me think of the verse in um, it's Psalms, never have I seen, or is it Proverbs, the righteous yeah, forsaken? Psalms. Mm-hmm. Psalms, never have I seen the righteous forsaken or seed. his seed begging for bread. That's right. A seed is a child of God. Bread is healing. I mean, you can connect all these dots in the word of God with these verses. Look look how if you live in peace, you can receive your healing. Mm-hmm. Your faith will be strong if you live in peace. That's You're right. not worked up. You're saying, oh, well to the devil. That's not the report that I've received. Mm-hmm. I've received the report of the Lord. Oh, well to what's on paper. That might be a fact, but it's not the truth. Amen. When you live in peace... Without a doubt, I believe you can receive your healing. Absolutely. If it's something you're believing for. So see how you connect the dots. You, you you think, oh, my faith is so strong, I'm believing healing. But over in this area, you, you've got no peace. You've got no peace in your home. You have no peace in your job. You have no peace in your relationship. You've got to get it all connected here so it can work together. So that was Matthew 5, 9. And then my last one that I was thinking of was Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you. You want to overcome the battle of your mind. You've got to put your thoughts on him. And he guarantees you put your thoughts on him. You don't put your thoughts on the world. Mm -hmm. You don't put your thoughts on a report. You don't put your thoughts on words that other people have spoken. If you just keep your thoughts on the word of God, you will live in perfect peace. That's it. So if you want to live in perfect peace, which he already told you Mm -hmm. in the word of God and guaranteed it. That's right. Guaranteed for you to live in perfect peace. You've got to keep your thoughts 
on him. You can't let him stray Come on. off anything else that comes naturally into your eyesight, naturally into your mind. Yes. You've got to stay in the other kingdom, the spiritual kingdom. You've got to stay in the kingdom. As the word of God says, we're not from, you know, I was teaching Maddie, we're doing history. And she had to learn the word ambassador yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I told her, I said, it's just like us as Christians. We are not from this world, but we're in this world yes. speaking on behalf of the kingdom of heaven, of Jesus. Amen. We are an ambassador of Christ, an ambassador to this world. And that's how we have to act. Absolutely. Like we've right. got some power. We've got some knowledge that we know what we're talking about. Absolutely. In order to live in this peace, with peace, I know for you, this season will come healing, will come joy. Amen. Joy like I said, if you guys really, I mean, I've always read the Bible, but like to really read the Bible and get the revelation and the wisdom of it is so exciting because mm -hmm. you will see thing. I, I mean, like I grew up in a Christian home, but you will see dots connected all over. Yeah. Joy equals strength. With strength, you can defeat anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you've got to have it all and you can have it all by having this thoughts fixed on him with supernatural peace. I want to pray for every person that's watching. And I understand that, you know, especially during the holidays, this is a time where people have their peace stolen from them. In a time that should be a peaceful and a joyful time, many people are battling depression, anxiety. They're losing peace. The enemy's trying to attack their mind. So I want to pray for every person that's watching live or on the replay. Maybe you're listening to the podcast today, but I'm going to pray that supernatural peace comes upon you, supernatural joy, and then you keep it. You curate it as we taught. Keep it in your home. Keep it in your life. Don't let it be stolen by lies of the enemy. But Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every man and woman watching or listening today. I pray in Jesus' name that whatever has attacked their mind, any depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, tension, strife, bickering, fighting with relationships. Lord, let it come to an end today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I loose the peace of God yes. that passes all understanding in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let joy come upon your people today. Amen. The overwhelming joy that is your strength for their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the end of this year be a year as you promised us it would be that we ramp up into a full running start for January 1. We thank you, Lord, for it. It's going to be the greatest year that we've ever had, and we will continue in joy, continue in peace for the entire year, which means we will continue in strength and be led perfectly by your spirit. We thank you. We give you praise and glory amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, before we go, let me remind you this. We're believing God. This is what we're believing for before the end of the month. 80 people that will give $100 or eight people, literally, that will sow $1,000 as we're finishing up the studio. And for every person that sows $1,000 or more, we're going to send you a genuine leather New Living Translation Bible. I'm going to sign it to you to say thank you. So we're believing for 80 people that will give $100 or eight people that will give $1,000. Whatever you can sow by the power of God, believing for increase in your own life, the instructions are on the screen. If you'd like to sow by using hashtag donate on Periscope or Facebook, you can do that in the comments section. A lot of people are loving Cash App now. I love it. It's my favorite way to give now if I'm blessing people. You can use the hashtag MWGive to use the Cash App. Or if you'd like to go to our website, you can go to MiracleWord.com and click on the Give 
uh, tab there and give via the website in, and I always have to be reminded of this because people will put it um, you know, in the comments. If you'd like to send a check that will take a ton of time to get here because of the US Postal Service running at the lowest possible um, quality <laughs> and uh, that could ever be imagined by human people, uh, and then five to seven business days later, it's in the mailbox, and then we deposit it into the bank, which takes another 10 days in order for it to post to the account. If you'd like to sew that way, you can send a check to uh, P.O. Box 65116, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23467. That information's on the website at the footer of the page, on every page if you need that address again. But we say thank you to every person that's standing with us. We truly, truly love you. And... Um, I want to I want to do one more prayer today. A partner of ours uh, got a bad report. Uh, his name is Chuck, and we're going to pray for him today as a family, as the Miracle Word family. And doctors are trying to tell him uh, that he has cancer, and uh, we're going to curse that spirit of cancer at the end of this broadcast. And I want every one of you that are watching uh, to join your faith. Don't log off. I want you to join your faith with me right now. And as the Miracle Word family, we're going to pray for Chuck. And believe God right now that whatever this attack is that was sent by the devil to destroy his life and destroy his family, especially now at the holiday season, what an attack of the devil. And we're going to curse a spirit of cancer and a death sentence that the devil would try to put over his life. We're going to curse it today in Jesus' name and rebuke every cancer cell and command it to shrivel and yeah. die and Amen. pass from his body. And we're going to lose healing virtue into his body today in Jesus' name. So if you're next to somebody, join hands with them. Those of you that are watching, join your faith with us right now on the broadcast. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, yes. we now pray for Chuck. And I curse cancer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I curse cancer by the power of the Holy Ghost. I command those demonic cancer cells that spirit of infirmity, I command every cell right now to shrivel and to die under the fire of the Holy Ghost Amen. by the power of God and pass from Chuck's body now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I command it to leave his body and I lose healing virtue from heaven into, into Chuck's body right now. Healing from heaven flow through his body. Make him whole in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that he will get a clean and a clear report as he goes back in for a checkup. He'll not have to go through any surgeries or chemotherapy or anything that's man-made for divine healing belongs yes. to him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And we thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against him or his family will be allowed to prosper. And we give you thanks and we give you praise for your Jehovah Rapha, you're the healer. And there's nothing hard for the God we serve. So we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory. You'll get the all of the praise for this miracle, for you're the only one that can do these things. You're Amen. the great God named Jehovah, and we give you praise, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you believe that for Chuck and his family, throw emoji hands up in the comments and give God thanks and praise that it is done by the power of the Holy Ghost and in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. And we give you praise. We'll take a few questions if anybody has any here at the end of the broadcast. And let me remind you. I was going to say, Sarah yeah. at the beginning yeah. gave a praise report for mm -hmm. not smoking anymore. Praise God, Sarah. Praise God. Keep it up. 
Stay in the word. Delivered. Stay prayed up mm-hmm. because you get those healings and those deliverances and the enemy tries to come knocking on your door again. <laughs> You kick him in the throat. That's right. In Jesus' name. Don't <laughs> in forget. In Jesus' name. For tomorrow's broadcast, a special Saturday morning broadcast, we're going to be announcing the winner of Awkward Christmas Family Photos. Someone asked earlier, do they have to be studio shots? No. They can be photos taken uh, with a phone, uh, your own camera, whatever. Just send them to Jenna at MiracleWord.com. They've got to be in by 10 o'clock Eastern time tonight to be eligible for the prize tomorrow. First place winner, Amazon gift card. Second place winner, 50. Third place winner, 25. We're going to bless you for Christmas. Get those pictures in. And uh, I'm so excited that the magazine is being shipped out. It's being shipped out. If you've not, you're like at the last minute right now, 11th hour. Uh, If you've not signed up to receive this new edition of Miracle Word Magazine, sign up today. And uh, it's going out. I think the beginning of next week, so do not miss it. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Um, Abby said, can you guys pray that my nightmares cease? Absolutely. We command them to leave in Jesus' name and peace to come into your mind and into your home. Peaceful sleep in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, Abby, read that Isaiah 26, 3 and get a hold of that. In Jesus' name. Yep, that's right. Peace belongs to you, Abby. Any questions before we go? Of course, as I said, abnormally we will be back tomorrow saturday 10 30 a.m to announce the winners of the challenge we won't take a lot of your time yeah we won't take up a ton of your time we just want to announce the winners give away the gift cards because i don't want you to take up a lot of my time oh thank you what no i said i don't want I you i know thank you because you want <laughs> to be with me let me tell you another thing saturday let me tell you another thing that helps. I want to do stuff I don't normally do on saturday let me tell you another thing that helps bring you know peace in the home so more the kisses Love you too, Abby. I think when there's more kisses in the home, there's more peace. Yes? Possibility. Oh, you did it again. Right in the ear? Son of a gun. (laughs) They're going to be praying for Um, healing later. Noah's Noah's asking, uh, how was it your first year of marriage together? How long would you wait until you get married? Now, let me break those two things down. Let me answer the second one first. How long would you wait until you get married? I'm guessing you mean like what age would you recommend somebody get married? Um, I would suggest first, and I think you'd agree, it's not that bad of a, come on. Have a job. Yeah, have have a job. Have some money in the bank. But. Don't be in debt. At the same time though, um, be sure about the Holy Spirit and his plan for your life, who he wants you to marry. If you're going to go in the spiritual aspect of that. Well, the thing is, once you find that person, what's the point in waiting? Yes. Have those things lined up. Be someone who's stable. Be someone who can provide for your home and your wife. Because first of all, that is the Bible way. He says you have to be able to provide for your home. Mm -hmm. You're the breadwinner. So make sure you can hold those things down. When you are somebody who can do that, start praying. Give the Lord who you want. Give him things you want. Give him, you know, it could be from how you want him to look if you want to be that specific. But make sure they have the same qualities. That they're saved, that they're, you know, on fire for things that you know that you can live with down the line here. And the thing is, once you find it, once that person's there, don't wait a long time. That's my next thing. When you get all those things lined up, as you would say, your ducks in a row, then don't wait a long time. There's no point. When God gives you the green light and you have the peace 
about it. And the Holy Spirit says, that's the one for you. Make plans right away to get married. Yeah. There's no sense in having a long temptation, uh, which is a long engagement. That. Yeah. You don't want to do that to yourself. Because, like, I, I think I said this, a, I don't know, on a broadcast a while back. But the longer you are together, that's not in the covenant under what God's called it to be for marriage. It's easier for you guys to overlook things and be like, well... We are getting married. You know, we've been together for like four years engaged. Or it's okay. It's not okay. Sin is sin. And it doesn't matter if you're getting married or what the story is. Don't wait a long time. Make plans. And, and you know one thing I learned? Weddings are pretty. And I might be an oddball for a girl to say this. And I had fun planning it. And I appreciate what everybody did and how glamorous it was and everything my parents spent. But man, when you look back at that day, flies. don't wait because you're waiting for this amazing wedding or you're saving up for your wedding. Don't save up for a wedding. This is sound advice. Save up for your future. Yeah. Save up for a home. Save up for things that are going to matter. But don't save up for a wedding. Just get married do whatever because you look back. There's people in my wedding party I don't even talk to anymore. It was like, who did I like even? That. Why did I even invite them? The day goes like that. <laughs> the food goes like that. The cake goes like that. Yes, the people go like that. Don't save up for a wedding. And, and, save and then your, your money for your things that are for real because you don't want to start your marriage fighting over money and debt. It's like great that one day of four hours was amazing, and I looked good in a dress, or I looked handsome in a tux, and then now, now that the whole fluff is gone, and the party is gone, and the people taking the pictures and the delicious food, you guys are looking at each other in a place you don't want to live because you can't afford anything else, and you're mad about it, yep. and then now your piece is stolen. So see, I just wrapped it all up in one thing for you. So <laughs> that's how it is. And to answer Noah, <laughs> to answer your question, though, our first year was wonderful but every year's been it better. was but you know there's things we learned of course there was you, 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 you learn learned. you get good at marriage you, you know, work out like anything kinks. else yeah absolutely because you know you learn the person more and more and you can't truly start to learn them until you marry them and live with them because you know yes ran rib i love you i miss you you know, th th those things you'll never experience until you start living together. And that's why we, we don't encourage people living together before marriage. There's way too much temptation and, and, and it doesn't look good as the appearance of evil. But you learn as you start to live with a person, learn how to adapt your lives together, you know, or learn what's worth, you know, bickering over and what's not. Choose your battles. You know, some things really mean something to you. So other things, you know, don't everything doesn't have to be exactly your we've We've dealt with all that stuff. We did a whole... Uh, series on it called Love That Lasts. It's like five hours of teaching on, on marriage and, and relationships. But um, yeah, for sure, uh, it gets better and better, especially as you work towards it and do what the Bible says. How better. old are you, Noah? Are you 13? <laughs> Matt said, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. I, I feel like Noah's young. <laughs> Noah's 12. Noah, tell me how old you are. Noah's 12. He's Go getting ahead. married next year. Tell me the truth. <laughs> Noah's getting married next year. <laughs> we love you guys so much thank you for hanging with us we appreciate it love you too judy sandy that's amazing 33 plus years of marriage amen randall's gonna be one of the best husbands 
It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> now the rumor why, is why did like... You say, why did you laugh when I said that? You don't. Because you make it sound like he's engaged. Now the rumor is like... Oh, Randall's you didn't know he was ready... engaged? Is he? Oh, yeah. Is he? Are you engaged, Randall? <laughs> Love you too, Randall. Bonnie's been married 39 years. Is he really? I don't know. I'm starting rumors. <gasps> <laughs> Ran rib. I would know. He would tell me. Oh, yeah. Judy had 48 years. Wonderful. That is so awesome, Judy. Guy, no, no, oh. it was 31. Okay, Noah. <laughs> Come on. See? I had it switched. I just need to work on my word of knowledge. I had 13, nope. and he's 31. Don't play the No, no. Game. I just had to switch it around in my mind and make sure I Oh, you I were looking at it. the mirror in the spirit. See? <laughs> see? Rand said, I'll text you. You get me. Randall said, I'll text you. It is happening. Your prophetic gift is working. We love your prophetic gift is working. You just blew up his spot. He hasn't Sorry, asked Randall. her yet, and then now. <laughs> Sorry, Randall. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> we, we love you guys so much. Have a phenomenal Friday. Hope you. Hopefully, all I your Christmas you, shopping is I was done. Just having fun. That you don't have to go to the mall and stand around. Amazon's a wonderful thing. Crowds battling crowds at the mall. Please don't do it. Yeah, kids hitting parents is not good it's yesterday. Not good. It made me not want to go not good. anymore shopping. We love you guys. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow morning to announce the winners. 10:30 a.m. Saturday. In our jammies. We will not. Why? Everyone wears jammies okay, everywhere. Well, Christmas I jammies. I didn't know we were gonna do jammies. I mean, you won't see the jammies. You're wearing a shirt, so. I have a jammy shirt. You guys join us in your jammies. <laughs> I want pictures. Right. I want Christmas jam it's getting pictures, creepy now. guys. This is weird. There's going to be several restraining orders that are going to come no, with Carol's No, you know what's creepy? These pictures that people send in. <laughs> they're awesome. No, they're not. They're, they're creepy. They're awesome, and I love them. They're weird. No, they're great. They're really great. No, no weird is what weird. I'm going to put on tomorrow with my pictures with Jonathan. Those are weird. You're all weird. <laughs> we love you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.